This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 50. This is Rajeshri Sen and my reluctant co-host Abhinandan Sekri reporting for duty. So, so we have quite a few things to discuss this time. Yes, among them an animation film that I watched and enjoyed but not as much as I've enjoyed other animation films. A short film featuring two dogs. Yeah, um I think it's one dog and one bitch. uh and true correct and another film featuring a super pig well, which was fabulous a fictitious character and like not connected but a book on indira gandhi well actually we're going to discuss the new book on indira gandhi which i haven't read but i've read the old one so we can compare and contrast <laughs> that's rajshree's uh, you know read the one written by by sagarika ghosh and i've read the one written by katherine frank i've read that one too just in case everyone thinks i'm not as well read and yet you felt the need to read this which we will try to find out why <laughs> or does she do all this for you which means you got to subscribe yeah really <laughs> and gypsy which is what rajshree gypsy is a new netflix show starring naomi watts it's got quite an interesting uh, like storyline so i'll get into that as well but i just watched two episodes of that so what do we want and, to start no, with and finally yeah. a pop culture phenomenon which are photo shoots oh, when course. pregnant the latest one being a prominent sports person woman obviously considering she's pregnant although there is a pregnant man too but we won't get into that and the yet. two people who are most qualified to comment on this a woman who's never been pregnant and a man who who's never gotten anyone pregnant how about that i don't that? know i stopped that so because i wasn't sure of that or not so moving on can i start with my innocent animation film yes so cars 3 um, is a film uh, it's a third part of you know the entire franchise which is a property owned by walt disney okay. productions It's a, a Pixar animation studio in Walt Disney production. Hmm. Uh, Pixar was founded by Steve Jobs. In fact, there's a very uh, good couple of chapters on it in Steve Jobs' biography. But this film, uh, I love animations. By the way, how yes. about you, Rajshree? I do too. Which is your favorite animation film? After Shrek, what did I watch? Which was funny. Oh, that Lego Story. Okay. Batman the Lego one. It was very nice because I liked it that they had a little it has adult humor like Okay. Although I'm not sure that's animation. Qualifies as but animation. Maybe it does, I don't know. But uh, I think Madagascar is my favorite. Oh, very nice. So Shrek part 1 is my favorite. After that it sort of went a little downhill. But I like how they wove pop culture, politics, everything yeah, into it. Yeah, I think the... animation does that really well. So on that front I think Cars 2 was a bit of a disappointment. as animations go it wasn't one of the finest because by and large i think the standard of animation is pretty high on humor on just drama but so tell me is it made more for like i know that batman and even shrek while it's made for kids it's also made for an adult audience so they hmm. put in the kind of humor which we will get as well yeah this i think is doesn't have that but that doesn't stop me because i don't have adult humor i'm a because complete childish child yeah i'm a delinquent so uh, <laughs> this is directed by brian fee and i watched it my niece and nephew who are 12 and 8 hmm and she recognized one voices i know that voice that's castle's voice castle is a tv series which i don't watch 
but the yeah i know castle but the guy who plays castle yeah uh he oh, she he is the voice voice. of uh, you know one of the characters in the arishis that's his voice and i thought she was just pecoing and she was right bachche to bachche baap re baap no but there's a, i just remembered i was searching for it there's a pixar film in fact which won uh, the best shot during the oscars called piper which hmm. you must watch it's about a little bird who's learning how to swim and it's a very short film it sits on a no no it's not a dove Or it's a goose dove no. duck doves don't swim doves no, it's not it's a different kind of bird which i obviously can't recognize right now but uh, it's worth watching because it's without any dialogue and we discussed it on the podcast when it had come out so they have a way of but it's done in a very realistic way so the so it doesn't really look like yeah, yeah. okay so um the one thing i what loved about this film is the in animation i think it's very important at an early age Hmm. to break the gender stereotypes and gender roles like indian animations can't break like chota bheem is the hero and that chutki is always feeding him laddus like she is the peon around <laughs> and her job is just to make sure bheem is taken care of cuz he's the dude the the gender roles in indian animation are so distinct and at a very early stage we internalize that a woman's job is to serve the man in indian animation i think indian animations suck they're fucked up and i don't know how the hell these chutia animation <laughs> films get awards every year i think last year some uh, shri ramchandra ji hanuman ji got that animation badly made bad story bad messaging nothing fucking worth seeing here what i was most impressed with was how the at a very early stage because if you assume mm-hmm. these are for children the entire gender equality thing um you know at an early stage they kind of inter- try to internalize that of course later on when you see nba the women are dancing and the guys are playing but at least at an early stage i like that most about this film we needed a miracle and then we got one this beautiful and special little creature will be a revolution in the livestock industry our super pigs will not only be big and beautiful they will also leave a minimal footprint on the environment consume less feed and produce less excretions and most importantly they need to taste fucking good nature we are animal lovers our plan is to expose miranda rescued okja and bring her back to you 10 years in planning on the cusp of a product that will feed millions and what happens that farmer girl is going to destroy us so you watched okja rajshri this week how was it and how, how do you pronounce it okja okja yeah so okay. they keep, no they keep calling uh, the so it's about a super pig okay. called okja it's a korean film made by bong joon ho so you must have liked it because there's a bong in the name yes <laughs> this is this is the beginning of the good humor on this yeah. podcast see my sophisticated <laughs> humor mm. so this film stars uh, jake jiren hall oh stars, i don't know who he is okay you you know who he is no i don't who is he she whatever broke back mountain Oh, the guy with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he's there. Tilda Swinton is in this as Which well, is, and there's a mm. Tilda Swinton also you've seen. But basically, it is about. Um, It's sort of fantastical in the sense that it's a super pig. It's a pig which looks like a cross between a hippo and a pig. Mm. 
but it's a commentary it's a satire it's very funny it's an it's netflix's film which had created a bit of a controversy during cannes because uh these Can. were no so americans say can it's actually can but <laughs> the french say can so no. <laughs> fuck the americans <laughs> so yeah. this had created a controversy because uh french laws are such that they say that no film which is uh shown on big screen can be shown online till 36 months later therefore netflix's films they said shouldn't be in the running at all mm. and when you see these films you realize what a bunch of dicks really the french are because it is such a spectacularly good film it's about a company this big corporation called mirando corp which is a pharmaceutical company and tilda swinton is playing the ceo and she's taken over the company from her sister and she wants to make a big impact so they are into creating meat like factory farms they have hmm. but people don't like factory farms so they decide to Why? put Because up the arakshaks there where is it set is it set in india the film it should so my point was that what the gorakshak groups should do is hire bong joon ho to make a film with a super cow because after watching this film and you know how much i like meat hmm. you really you didn't eat it for like 4 hours after that no i was eating a sausage while watching it is a different matter but you will be put off eating meat for sure hmm. but the film is really well made because it's very funny okay and she's the ceo who decides that there's a pr spin to it they get this they do genetically modified they are making genetically modified animals so they make this super pig and they get super piglets create 26 super piglets and they send it to 26 countries in the world and they say they'll be brought up organically and we'd have a super pig contest 10 years later and it's all very happy happy they don't say that these are being reared to be chopped up and fed mm. to people mm. or that while these 26 super piglets are there there are actually hundreds more in one factory farm of theirs mm. so everyone in the world is thinking what is, what a quaint idea and they are making these animals and all and jake gillenhall plays one of these animal hosts you know the tv hosts hmm. so he's totally unhinged in this it is one of the so it's after that guy who died that australian guy what it's was sort his of name like him what was uh, his name steve irwin so it's like that australian guy steve irwin who yeah, was yeah but really unhinged version of who was steve irwin was also unhinged yeah he? yeah so hmm. he's like that hmm. and uh, he is basically going he's no longer that popular so he becomes the face of this campaign because it's his way of making money and staying relevant but this super piglet is sent to one of the farms where she sent is this korean farm with this girl called mija and it's about their friendship till the pig is taken to new york and you meet this animal rescue like greenpeace so you meet the animal liberation front who are hilarious again so everything which is shown to you is shown with satire and with a lot of laughs but it's brilliantly made you should watch it for how well scripted it is and how well thought out and it's a two hour film it's it's honestly one of the best films i've seen really? in ages yeah wow i must watch it although speaking of super pigs uh, are you familiar with hogzilla no so you know because i'm full of irrelevant pieces of trivia and information you must google hogzilla Pigs are one of the few animals that when they are introduced into the wild within i think two or three generations they go back to their primitive form. So if you release uh, regular pigs that are bred mm. into the wild in about two generations or maybe three they'll become boars. 
with hair and tusks. Oh, like that, as in physiologically, so, yeah, they return. So they they, to. they return to their primitive stage. So in the U.S., where they were rearing pigs for hmm. you know sausages and for meat. And because the amount they eat and they're just in farms, they yeah. become, become huge mm-hmm. and enormous size. And a whole bunch of them escaped. So right now there is a... And so a few generations later, yeah. they have these, you know, almost a thousand pound wild boars, which are called hogzillas. And if you, oh, and if you Google of... them, you'll see how big they are. Oh, that's very cute. Our producer has uh, found pictures of them and they really look like bears. Yeah, so they're enormous. So yeah, so just... This is the input. (laughs) But you should watch this film. I really, really recommend it. Since you're an animal lover Hmm. uh, who eats them more than anyone else I know, uh, I also, I I, I won't bore you, but there's a very interesting uh, article in Time magazine of how, you know, fish sellers make their salmon pink because otherwise it's white. Yeah. But if it's pink, it sells at a higher cost. Yeah, Norwegian salmon. If it's not pink, you won't buy it, basically. So speaking of animals, the third thing we're going to discuss is a short film about animals, Rajshri Sen. This is by Imtiaz Ali. Are you or are you not thankful that I introduced you to this film? And not you took 10 minutes out of your life to watch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tube light and both. <laughs> it's called Bruno and Juliet. Please tell us about it, Rajshri Sen. So I love animals where I really love dogs and yeah. I just want to say Imdiaz Ali has made this short film and I think it's been plugged now because his uh, film When Harry Met Sejal is going to be coming out Jab, that's Jab, his yeah Jab oh. Harry Met Sejal is his film okay it says Imtiaz Ali presents but I don't think it's directed by him so this film is about two dogs called Bruno and Juliet what's interesting how do you know the other one's called Juliet how do you know it's called Bruno because that's the name of the, the film. Type. So, but we don't know who's Bruno, who's Juliet. Bruno is the Saint Bernard. How do you know? Because he's the boy. You can and tell. And Juliet, yes. So, it's about these two dogs in Srinagar, who one of whom is a house dog and the other is a stray who lives outside and who, how they fall in love and they become friends. But while the film did nothing for me, actually. Hmm. Like, I really didn't understand what everyone was raving about. What And I have seen films which are very nice about dogs. Like, hmm. uh, there's this animation. Oh, that's an animation film I love. Fox and the Hound. No. Hmm. Bolt. Have you seen Bolt? No, I've you seen should. Fox and the Hound. But I saw it when I was, I think, in class four and five when I cried. Fox and the Hound? <gasps> This is a moment to remember because Avinandan never cries. (laughs) (laughs) So this is about, this is a love story. But what's interesting is that the entire film, so they start the film, of course, by saying that no animals were harmed. But then they follow it up by saying no animals were trained for this film. So these are two dogs who were not trained. It's been shot over 22 days. Yeah, Those are I, two dogs who are actually interacting with each yeah, other. I mean, I think that's amazing, especially with Saint Bernard. You know, with his paw and tries it's an to get him to play. I think it's, I game. think that's brilliant. But I don't know how no dogs are harmed because in that scene where they catch where this they catch, there's straight, no way you can't. So you can't hurt. not. I mean, that's not a computer and that's graphic traumatic animation. So if they did it. So I think that's nonsense. But but thank did you it do for t- anything for you? No, it, it it just I was like, when the fuck is going to finish so I can yeah, like get on I, with my I life. I got that from your expression, but. I, it didn't do much for me either, but it was. I did read a review, which is why I watched the film, which said that it's a film which brings to light the caste and class problems that we have. Okay, and that's not I, what it, uh, basically yeah. what I got from this was that you should let your 
pet dog run wild play with the street dog <laughs> and uh, saint bernard in india dude seriously anyway no but they are in srinagar so that Have was the only thing in june it's as bad as bloody no, delhi man no but this man. is a normal thing a right nonsense. in uh, yeah. india but, but so that is the latest shot yeah and just so, so you know uh, salmon is pink in the wild they eat Why? krill 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 it's very small yeah. shrimp they eat so because of the crustacean that salmon become pink but when they are you know kept ha- in farms they yeah. are not fed krill so therefore they remain they white so that's why they start feeding them a synthetic color so that they become pink so i only have norwegian salmon it comes from norway speaking of netflix there's another uh, series which is which has just started yesterday so we are recording on what no what are we on monday so this is on sunday it was uh, start it was aired on netflix all the entire series is there it's a show called gypsy Hmm. and it stars Naomi Watts who you know from King Kong <laughs> she's the stellar performance in King Kong okay she is a really good actress actually and you know her uh, who her husband is abhinandan who let <laughs> us said very innocently i was hmm. her husband is liev schreiber you know him no he acted in spotlight oh as the editor Oh, nah. oh he's he's also an X-Men. He's an X-Men? Yeah, he's Wolverine's brother. In which X-Men? One of them. This is really a quite a entertaining podcast because we are also getting educated during it. So the reason why Gypsy has been uh, everyone's talking about it is because one an Indian actress is playing a key role in it which is Purna Jagannathan. Oh. She's there hmm. and looking really nice. So Gypsy is about Naomi Watts' character who's a psychotherapist. And the she's not a psychotherapist who remains aloof from her subject. So say you have come gone to her for psychotherapy. Okay, and you tell her that you are having problems with your wife. Hmm. So Naomi Watts' character basically feeds off her patients in the sense that she lives... through vicariously through them so that's what they show which you're not supposed to so it's faced a lot of flack also that they are showing psychologists and psychotherapists as this so say you said my wife works in wherever rupa publication and she does this so neomi watts then goes and finds the wife and she'll go and like you know she'll hang out where the wife hangs out Why? just to just it's just a vicarious way and strike up a conversation so the show starts where one of her patients tells her one of her male patients tells her about his ex-girlfriend and she goes to see who this ex-girlfriend is and she starts a relationship with this ex-girlfriend but what's interestingly done is that they are all grey characters and Naomi Watts is also very happily married to this actor who you've seen also called Billy Crudup okay so it's about how you can balance various aspects of your life without anything colliding into the other तो so, मुझे समझ नहीं आ रहा मे बी आई टू वॉच इट टू मतलब इसमें ट्विस्ट क्या है भाई मिस्ट्री क्या है हॉरर क्या है एक्शन मिस्ट्री नहीं है ड्रामा है क्या है मतलब साइकोलॉजिस्ट इज गोइंग ऑब्जर्विंग हिज Or her patients and how she friends. has these multiple lives. But who does she? Who does she kill one of them? Does she sleep no, with one of them? No, that you can't does be. She sleeps with one. I'm telling you, she's sleeping with a patient's ex-girlfriend, 
who has traumatized him. So while the patient comes and tells her about this ex-girlfriend, she's actually carrying on a parallel relationship with her. Fascinating. Okay. Okay. No, but watch it. I think it's interesting. One to see Punna Jagannathan play such a key role because she is another psychologist with her. Okay. The last time we saw her was in, in? a film called uh, Delhi Belly. Yeah. Hmm. So she's looking great. She's acting well. But it's an interesting series for okay. sure. Also, since I'm late to the party, you guys have discussed nobody speak in an earlier podcast. I believe you guys means you were one of the guys. Yeah, in the sense huh. that <laughs> you uh, and and Karthik discussed while I yeah. observed. So I finally watched it this weekend. What did you think? I thought it was extremely well made. It has been made by uh, First Look Media, produced it, hmm. uh, whose funder Pierre Omdiar also happens to be an investor yeah. in News Laundry. So full disclosure there. But what I found fascinating about that was that a it really um, tells you so much about um, how big a deal the First Amendment is, the freedom mm. of speech. It leaves you conflicted, especially a person like me, for whom independent media is so important. It doesn't matter what you think of it. It doesn't matter whether mm. you agree or disagree. That even I was left wondering, does Gawker really deserve to stay? Because, because of the kind of... Because the kind of stuff that they do. Mm. And um, the more... Interesting story for me was the second one. Yeah. The Texas, no, the Nevada. Las Vegas. Las Vegas Tribune or whatever yeah. the paper was. Review Journal. Review Journal, the Las Vegas Review Journal. And uh, maybe, um, you know, the columnist who who resigns, uh, yeah. even though his daughter's unwell, I would be, I mean, I'm going to try my best next year to get him to deliver a lecture in India because that is a choice that not many people, let alone journalists, not many yeah. people can make that choice. That was fascinating. And I thought a person like that must share his views and worldview with other journalists because then it just, it reinforces your idealism and the, the, what, what journalism is Also, isn't it interesting how they, like more than interesting, impressive, how the edit team decide that they'll get to the bottom of who has bought. Yeah, fascinating. That, that at the end of the day, you know, you may lose your job. And Correct. that's and they what we said. That's what we said, of them right? That line one. that he says, some stories are worth losing your job over. Right. It's a very, very good docu. Yeah, it's a good docu and uh, and like I said, it leaves you conflicted about Gawker. But the the most important thing that I've found about that, although I read a review in Scroll by mm-hmm. um, Vikram Johari okay. on this, uh, he was rather critical of it and I didn't agree with that review uh, at all. Uh, and I think what uh, many people have missed or they may have, but that review definitely missed about the story is this entire defense of Hulk Hogan, whose mm-hmm. real life name is Terry something. Um, it's not Terry, it's another, and, yeah. And his defense was that you can, I am playing a character. Hulk Hogan is a character I play. That's not really me. But the pain caused was to the really, I'm Terry. But when he walks out of the court and people say, so Hulk, how did it go? He says, oh, it went well. Yeah. I mean, when, if you're, like, suppose I'm, you know, Shah Rukh Khan is playing Raj Malhotra. But when he's not in the film, he's Shah Rukh Khan. This whole reality TV or whatever culture in America... I would like to know when is Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan? When is he Terry? I mean, the entire, as soon as you leave your house, are you Terry? Are you Hulk Hogan? When are you playing a character? Because his defense is that in life, I play a character. That's my life. So my character is different from me. But dude, if your character is all that you are, then I I mean... It doesn't follow through what he's saying. No, but it's a fascinating kind of angle to introduce into law. And if it has been recognized like it clearly has, Mm. dude... Anyone can say that, you know, I'm a person when I'm with everybody, but 
I'm only my real self when I'm alone. I mean, for that to be a legal defense. Anyway, watch the film. I think it's fascinating whether you like it or not. I finally managed to watch Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale, the series. Okay, which has been out I think for a month now at least, more than a month and it's a it's a series that they made. They'd made a film before and I read the book at the same time. And I have to say this is the first time that a series has outdone the book in every which sense. So the book when you read it because I'd read it long time back and at that point it seemed very impressive and it's a dystopian novel. In the first episode of the series they finish the book. The entire book is covered. <laughs> After that, they so Margaret Atwood is also uh she's advised them on the script and she gets credit for it as well. So she's obviously worked on the script with them. But I think everyone should watch this for to see especially if you're interested in cinema to see how a story can be taken forward to such an extent and reimagined because it's beautifully shot it stars elizabeth moss who used to be in uh, mad men and there are so many things which are relevant to which weren't relevant maybe when margaret atwood wrote it uh, like female genital mutilation the fact that there can be a world where so basically what happens is have you read handmaid's tale no. so it's about how america this is in the 2000s okay America decides is taken over the government is overthrown Congress is stormed there are three attacks which happen and a army and a group of people take over America who are American people but they take it back to more traditional values where they believe in god they believe that uh women so should not be what's happening now Trump basically Yeah is- no but far more extreme because they believe if Trump could have his way he would Uh, mm. want to do this women are not and so while the laws have been written by this woman there are a set of commanders and their wives and there are a set of handmaids they are called and the handmaids are chosen from people who are able to reproduce mm. so their job is just to reproduce and because there's a population problem which is happening so and it's linked to a verse in the a chapter in the bible which says that the, the maid gilead will give birth because you can't give birth and it's how you know like bringing women down to just being objects and of being your work is just to keep home and to have babies so this is set in the future so it's got that kind of set settings and the No it's set in today so when she wrote it it seemed like the future so it's set in 2000 17 2018 oh, okay. but it's very very well made and i strong but i'd suggest you read the book and watch the series at the same time fir fayda kya hua are because the story is different to theek so then um speaking of trump did you see his tweet <gasps> of cnn Mika. No, no, the CNN, him body slamming the CNN. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. But so I saw that other tweet believe, yeah, about the host, right? I can't believe he's right? the president of the US. Um, let's get to the book Indira. I'm not sure uh, there was any need to write another biography of Indira Gandhi unless you had something really new to say. Because I think Catherine Frank's biography pretty much was pretty... Uh, detailed. Detailed. And, and there have been other books written on Indira Gandhi. I think there's one on the Nehru dynasty also. Um, yeah, and, so and this book also lists out the many biographies. So now that you read it... Uh, so what, this what, is Sagrika Ghosh's book what on Indira. What does she have to offer that okay. she decided to write? So the reason why it's been written, because even I couldn't understand why, is because this is the centenary 
of Indira's birth. She was born in 1917. She would have struck a hundred had she, she been alive. She would have struck a hundred. The book is called Indira, India's Most Powerful Prime Minister, hmm. which may well be true that she was the most powerful. But the blurb on the book is insecure daughter, betrayed wife, national heroine, tough dictator. You would think she is Mother Teresa and Golda Meir rolled into one, but she's not. Now, Sagrika or Indra? No, so Sagrika now. I have read, to be fair, I have read around 138 pages of out this of? book. Out of one second. About 300? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, less than 300 actually. Uh-huh, exactly 300 pages. So I read it. Did I find anything new in the book? No. But there is an interesting uh, storytelling technique. Which ek, I want to... Novelty sh- diya, ek novelty diya. Novelty twist hai. Hmm. Kahani mein twist. What I did appreciate when she's writing about Indira Gandhi's assassination and what followed is she does list out the Congress guys like Titler and all who were involved in the riots hmm. that followed. But that is not the interesting part. The interesting part is that each chapter has a letter from sometimes two or three letters from Sagrika to Mrs. Gandhi. So... But just so we clear, these are not really written by Sagrika when she was alive. This is just a device used in the book. I mean, these are not letters like Nehru's letters to Indira. No, okay. Okay. these yeah. are like, this is like she couldn't do a planchette. So she wrote a letter. Huh. Okay. okay, so I will read out part of a letter because the entire thing, you all might just stop listening to the podcast. Hmm. Dear Mrs. Gandhi, what did being born a Nehru mean to you? Did your surname and lineage determine your politics? Being a Nehru meant, first of all, a staunch cultural pride in being Kashmiri. Like so many expat commu- communities, your family clung tenaciously to so its Indra Kashmiri has answered a question identity. Also. No, what I've realized is, Sagrika is Indira, Indira is Sagrika. Oh, dude. Do you get it? <laughs> so, I uh, just want to say that please subscribe to News Laundry. Please give us some money because I spent 625. 700 rupees on a. Oh, I got discount. Yeah. The, so, 699 was the book. But maybe if you don't know anything about Indira, buy the book and uh, read it but uh, do not adopt this storytelling technique it's very disconcerting especially but, okay, but seriously has she been very kind to Indira because the yes. blurb is so there's a tonality to it which is a little sympathetic like you know everything was which I agree a lot of these people who are born into families like political families business families their lives are pretty much chosen for them but that doesn't mean you have to sympathize with them hmm. beyond a point. So sure. there's a sympathetic twinge to the sentences. But all that is overshadowed by these many, many letters from Sagrika to Indira Gandhi. Okay. Now, finally, um, this pop culture phenomena of um, celebrity women getting themselves photographed when they're pregnant. Huh. Uh, the latest to do it is Serena Williams. Yeah who is... For Vanity Fair, she did this. Beautiful. I mean, I just think she has a great body. She is... She's a really beautiful woman. Um, And I saw the pictures. I don't get why one would do that. So, uh... Not her, generally. uh Generally. uh, Demi Moore was the one first to do it. The first one. Anyone done it before that? 
No, Demi Moore was the first who did it when she was that pregnant. She was like eight months pregnant or so, which is the same as Serena. Nude. She posed nude. nude. She was of course nude. Serena Williams is wearing a flesh-colored. Uh, thong which I couldn't see till I read that she was she's been photographed by Annie Leibovitz who is the photographer to the stars and takes some stunning pictures but I do not get this whole I don't know maybe because I've never been a mother but this whole uh, glorifying of motherhood is something which eludes me totally glorifying I mean I I so mean, what I is just. What's the I th- point of this? No, no. I, and this is, I think, the uh, this is just aesthetic. You know, just the entire photographing someone when hmm. pregnant. It's it's an aesthetic call. I don't think it's a glorification or a, a moral. Um, that is it a good thing or a bad thing call? But because they make interesting photographs, I think from a photographer's point of view, that's probably the idea that makes for an interesting photograph. But um, have any Indian stars been photographed pregnant? No. They've been photographed pregnant, but well, I don't think any Insta has been photographed nude. No, that she wasn't pregnant. She did that whole body paint thing after uh, Demi Moore. But she's nude. No, she's wearing her undergarments. It was a Stardust cover. Stardust would not print anything nude on their cover. Or it was a movie magazine cover, one of the two. Manisha Koirala? No, now just don't try your luck. (laughs) No one's one's supposed nude. Uh, I don't understand the genre. Oh, I thought you would shed some light on it, but clearly you also don't know much. So, anyway, I don't know why they do this. But, uh, yeah, Serena Williams, but since we are talking about her, it was interesting, the spat between her and John McEnroe that happened last week. Are you aware of it? No, but you're going to tell me about it. So, John McEnroe said that, you know, because Serena Williams is being, you know, appreciated and lauded as this most amazing athlete ever, Mm. uh, because she won... uh, the last tournament when she was pregnant, I think three or four months pregnant, when she, the, the final yeah, against yeah, Venus she was against her sister. And, 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 you know, several people wrote about this that Venus must have known she's pregnant because she's a sister. Yeah. The world didn't know, but when she won that tournament, hmm. she was, she's like an athlete of a different league. Yeah. That not only has she won, I think, some 17 or 24 or whatever Grand hmm. Slams, she also did while she was pregnant. So I think John McEnroe, who's ob- even when he was young, he was a bit hilawa. He was uh, always a bit of a hothead at yeah, least. Now he said that if she were to play in the open category... She would be 700. She would be 700th or something. That she's no contest for a man. So she very politely said, uh, you know, dear Mr. McEnroe, please keep me out of your tweets or your statements, especially hmm. if they are not factual. A, I think she would beat quite a few. There was one case of a woman tennis player playing a few men hmm. who were... Seeded and winning. Which woman? <laughs> Which again, I'm unprepared for, but Billie I forget. Jean. Probably Billy Jean. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but irrespective, I mean, I think she's a fan, phenomenal athlete, and I think that's a stupid thing for McEnroe to say. I think she must have been feeling left out. Kisko sabse amazing huh. athlete kaise bana diya. Uh, anyway, I I do think the most amazing athlete ever the world has seen are Ma- Michael Jordan and uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, but there's in no contest. Tennis. I don't get the read like I don't get this uh, craze over these pictures like why they keep taking these pictures and she's not the only one Beyonce just got these pictures taken as well just before she gave birth to twins whose names do you know what their names are whose twins Beyonce's twins Chunumunu Chunumunu could have been because one's been named Rumi. Nikutiku, I don't know. Hmm. Rumi, what? and they've got the names, uh, this thing, Bhumi. trademarked. 
No, trademark. So I don't understand. That means nobody else can name their child Rumi. Well, there was another poet called Rumi who yeah, was yeah, who was quoted on Twitter like every day by ten people once upon a time. Like Khalil Gibran, na? They all go through mm. this phase. So that's what we had to discuss this week. Hope you liked it. If there's anything you'd like us to watch or discuss, let us know. I'm just letting you know, all for your sake. Uh, next to next week, we will be watching two films and discussing them. One is Hindu Sarkar because I'm very yeah, curious to see what Madhur Bhandarkar does with it. And the second is uh, the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Which also I I love that series. But we are watching Mom before that, which you have. We'll see. Hi. <laughs> Okay, let me, let, me, let me read the reviews. Let me, let me not promise anything that I will regret like that. You're saying. Oh. So last week's question. Let's. First yes. Get. What was the question? What's the answer? The question was: Do you know the answer? Is the question? Hulk Hogan's wife Linda received a yacht from him hmm. during the divorce, and then she got married on that yacht to her younger lover. What hmm. is the name of the yacht? Boat. Could have been, but Kashti. it's alimony. Oh, are you serious? That's really cool. Very cool. I loved it. Clever. Hmm. So the people who got the answers correct were Palash. Palash. Okay. Hari Haran. Very good. Astha Kapoor, Srikanth, Pranay, Yogeshwar, and Rahul Pradhan. Nice. So thank you for writing in. This time we have a really intellectual question. Nice. It is one of my finest. Okay. How did Serena So I don't know if everyone knows that Serena Williams is engaged to one of the co-founders of Reddit. Hmm. Okay, Alexis Ohanian is hmm. his name. How did Serena Williams announce her pregnancy to her husband? Okay. I know this not like Stardust that I guess like she said that she did like okay. this. So if you know the answer to that question please write in to contact at newsroni.com and in the title you have to write awful and awesome is that right? Yes, correct. And do subscribe to News Laundry. Uh we're still looking for someone to replace me. In fact, we have a email from one of our listeners from Australia who was so uh moved by the pain in my voice. <laughs> he said that he will happily watch the films and review them for us. So I will be having a chat with Jayesh Jhurani. Thanks Jayesh for your offer. He says I have been an NL subscriber for a long time and enjoyed listening to Hafta. Being Bollywood fans since childhood, I must admit my main motiva- motivation to the awful and awesome is to hear about weekly Bollywood releases. I'm pretty sure, but he was disappointed to hear that all the movies won't be discussed because I Abhinandan Sekri, I'm such a killjoy. So he's saying. Uh, <laughs> He he says you might find this an absurd idea but I believe this could be a win-win situation for all. It would save your time and might add raw but different film reviews if we, you know, get him to do them. Hmm. So so Jayesh I'll call you and we'll figure out how this is possible. If any of you have any other people who would volunteer and think would make good critics uh, and can relieve me of my duty, I would be extremely obliged. Thank you. I'd be grateful. But until then, subscribe, support independent media, pay to keep news free, and answer the question. Rajshree, say anything else you want to say before we wind up? No, thank you, Abhinandan Sekri. Thank you, Miss Sen. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.